Love Talk Radio. She's very good. I'm your host, Raina Starr. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, it may not be the show for you. But if you can overlook that, because you love me anyway, I'm happy to have you. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. It is the Merry Merry Month of Morrison. This is the last weekend to get a mystery box. You are running out of time because the Merry Month of Morrison ends June 1st. So get over to the website and get your mystery package. There are different options to select from. You won't be disappointed. All right. Joining me for the hour. This is a treat today. I'm so excited. Um <laughs> I know you guys are used to authors and musicians, but today I have the senior publicist for Llewellyn Worldwide, my friend, the fantastic Cat Naps. Hey, lady, what's up? Hey. <laughs> well, gosh, it's like that's a that's a quite an introduction. Thank you. I'm sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for agreeing to come on. You know, it's been pandemic world. And we're starting to mm-hmm. come out of it. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you about what, well, amongst other things, the, the, let's just get into it. The first thing I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about was what's it like to do your job during a pandemic? Does it change at all? <laughs> Have you had trouble signing people? Have you found that there are more writers than ever? Tell, tell everybody a little bit about what publishing actually means and what you do as a senior publicist. Okay. Well, um, as far as, like, what was going on with the pandemic, things slowed down a little bit for us, like, right, you know, right when we got all got the news about it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, and then after that, after people kind of got over the shock a little bit, um, we continued. And actually, um, we as a company have just sold – more books than ever because I think that, you know, being at home, we kind of work on enriching ourselves, reading that book we've been reading, meaning to read for so long and, and looking for new opportunities mm-hmm. to extend our knowledge. So, you know, that's been really great. It was a little, um, doing my work, what, what I do exactly is to, um, you know, look ahead to the books that we have coming, books we have um, now, and then my publicity will last for three months after um, a book is released, and so that's you know quite a stretch uh-huh. of time, and um, and really it's like my job is, is about relationships. It's like you know relationships with hosts like you, and also with working with our authors who are you know some like Deborah Blake have been doing this for you know like several years now, and she knows she knows how to do everything <laughs> all on her own. Yeah, um, I'm just there to cheer her on. Um, but there's also new authors too, and, and the important thing is to find out, you know, from folks what they're comfortable doing. You know, it's like we all want to play to our strengths, right? So if somebody's um, sure. good at writing articles or, you know, things like that, social media content, um, if they're a strong interviewer, um, interviewee, yeah. I should say, um, uh-huh. you know, there's there's that too. So. <laughs> So, uh, and you always, um, <laughs> actually, you have folks on there before I even have a chance to introduce you. I think that's, uh, you're amazing. <laughs> so oh, thank I have to you. catch up with you rather than the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, but, you're, um, it's really, you're very sweet. yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And, and, um, you know, uh, so, Part of what I do too is introduce people to, as to how to promote their books as well as individuals. Right. There's 
there's marketing, which is more of, you know, a business-to-business sort of situation. And publicity is really um, a person-to-person sort of thing, right? It's like, you know, taking authors, um, some of whom you've met already, and here's their, here's their new book and what they like to, you know, talk about. Um, and then mm-hmm. here's somebody new, you know, that kind of thing. So it's finding out what they're doing and if they need some support, help, examples, coaching, what have you. So I'm there as a resource, too, as well as a partner in helping them promote their book. And it should be easy and fun, really. It's like, you know, not taxing at all. I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just going to ask. So when it comes to somebody who is new on the scene as far as writing and they've not done a book before, are you still the person that they would approach if they have an idea? They can, actually. Um, um, with our company, it's, um, well, at least in, in my case, is that I um, worked in Mind, Body, Spirit Publishing for years, and there are authors who are, you know, sometimes curious about how, you know, what it's like to work with Llewellyn, um, you know, possibly be mm-hmm. interested in publishing, um, you know, moving from one publisher to publish a, a book with us, perhaps. Um, so I'm an easy person to talk with about an idea and, um, and I can, you know, take what they have as a proposal, um, and I'll talk about proposals yeah. in a moment, and, um, and send it over mm-hmm. to the, the editor. Um, you can also send in submissions directly. There's a section on our website um, where you can submit proposals and such to us. Um, but mm-hmm. And the nice thing about submitting a proposal, too, is that um, we don't require you to have an agent. You know, you don't need to have a literary agent. Um, some publishers require that, and we do not. So you can either have an agent wow. or you can represent yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's, right. that's, that's one thing about pr- it. Pretty am- yeah, that's amazing because I didn't even know that uh, a literary agent, first of all, I didn't know it was still a thing. Sorry to all the agents out there. <laughs> um, but I yeah. But I I basically thought because things are so direct these days with the internet, mm-hmm. I just made an assumption that uh, that a, a literary agent isn't even something that existed anymore. So as long as we're on the topic of a literary agent, mm-hmm. how would one get one of those? Or is that really not necessary because Llewellyn does not insist on that? Well, I would I would say that in in some cases. If someone is a new author and they really they don't know the publishing landscape, like who who which houses um, would welcome their type of book that they're writing, it's a good idea to have an right. agent. And and I can speak to and and you know traditional literary agents don't just do that anymore. They'll do a combination. They'll have a combination of services they offer. You know, one of which is like as a literary agent, they take. Um, they work with you. They, you give them your, your idea. You talk together, and um, this agent says, "Okay, well, this this person and their idea for a book or their book, existing book are perfect for me. I know that landscape. I know those publishers, and I'm able to represent them." Um, they do, you know, because you can't really make a living just doing that. Um, a lot of folks are offering sure. um, coaching. They're offering to do marketing and publicity services all with one um, under one umbrella. So it's it's like wow. like my job is diversified from like straight up like you know just send it out to the news media sort of stuff and um and just really just seeing what's out there what the opportunities are for a particular book and author and exploring those. So it's it's um it's kind yeah. of like it's a crossover really. It's like I'll talk with all different kinds of people you know, about these particular books, mm-hmm. there's description services, there's all kinds of book clubs, you know, that kind of thing. So um, the landscape is pretty vast. And you know, I was talking about publicity, it's like really almost like, um, really like an author's coach, facilitator in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, because yeah. I, I encourage them, like, for example, if I book them on a podcast, um, I encourage them to be able to, to, a start a relationship with that particular host. If there's some energy there, um, they can rebook you for your following book. So it's just it's important to establish relationships with with media that that are friendly to your topic. Absolutely. 
absolutely. And I find that a lot mm-hmm. of the authors um, that you guys have sent my way are such wonderful people. Um, I have booked and rebooked um, so many Llewellyn authors over and over again because they're just really great folks, and, and we have lots of fun conversations. Sometimes it's on the book. Sometimes it's on the book and what's going on in their lives that day. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I tend to – I don't script, so I don't have a, a lot of pre – I don't have anything preconceived necessarily. I don't have commercials. The show is directly live. Um, I don't change anything. I don't edit anything. I don't clean it up. Um, I've been on podcasts where they're like, oh, don't worry, we'll fix it and post. And I'm like thinking to myself, if the audience heard what you said, the host, meaning the host, they would never listen to you. I mean, I've had experiences like that. So for for podcasters, are there, you know, do you ever have to have a conversation with a podcaster that says, um, I know you feel such and such way about such and such, but can you shelve that for now? Or do you ever have to have a conversation like that with an author? Um, I would have to say that um, it's more um, – I would start with the with the author. Um, there's a couple of hot-button topics that we want to um, to – just leave out of conversations right now. And one of those things is vaccination. Um, everybody has their, right. their own view about it, and I respect it. I support it and all that. But I think that it's, it's yep. if they mention, um, you know, how they feel about it, it's the, the situation is so politicized that it's a distraction. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, people yeah. should be free to express their ideas and all that, but I find that cool because we're booking this opportunity for them to talk about talk about the book and connect with the community yeah. who wants to get get to know them to stay on topic. Right. You know, that's, um, yeah. you know, and, and really, yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's something cause I, I've had, um, you know, and I just, as I said, respectfully as possible that this is not going to be something that's going to help in this situation. So, and it's right. something that we want to leave out of the conversation as far as that goes. Um, as far as like, podcasters and such it's i i find that if um i don't feel like we really need to preface things in any way if i feel like um there's a podcaster who's going to not be respectful who is who is going to ask inflammatory questions or you know like shock jocks mm-hmm. and that kind of thing i i'm like there's some some um of my authors can you know michael hughes is one where you can you can put him anywhere he's like he's like i'll you just put, set me up with anybody like that. I'll handle myself, and I'm like, He's so cool. Cool. Not everybody him. wants to go to battle, you know, when you go talk, have an interview. So, um, but yeah, uh, but any, yeah. I mean, that's it's mostly you know talking with the authors, and also like really finding out what they're comfortable with. It's like, you know, right? Do they? Yeah, it's like it's like you know, unscripted is as real as it gets, and so. Um, you know, part of like booking this because I love you so much, Marina, and you've given us wonderful support. Is to yeah, just to kind of like you know let people know how it how it really works, and I, and and it's it's on me to put myself in the position that I'm asking other people to put themselves in. So um, I said, okay, well, let me go and see see how it is. <laughs> so, uh, I think well, that's, definitely, that's really I mean, important. Mm-hmm. There. I think it's a great thing, you know, it's an argument that I've had, you know, because I have a day job uh, aside from this, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm constantly asking my bosses, if you think you know what I do, I promise you, you don't. Why don't you spend a day <laughs> doing what I do so you have an idea? Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody in any kind of corporate setting or any kind of setting, period, Normally, if you are answering mm-hmm. to someone, the person you're answering to doesn't necessarily understand what your day-to-day functions are. And I think it's really helpful to give folks a refresher course on what it's like to maybe not be at the managerial stage yet. So, you know, I mm-hmm. very appreciate, very much appreciate the fact that you were like, 
girl, you want me to come on? I'll come on. I was like, yeah, check it out. It's fun. I'm very friendly. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. I had somebody on a couple. I had a, I had somebody on a couple of weeks ago who had never been on the show, and I'm like, do you know I've been trying to get you on this show for years? And they're like, you were? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't really, you know, I don't do that many interviews, and, you know, I'm like, but I'm so friendly. I'm so friendly. Yeah. We're going to have oh, such yeah. a good time. <laughs> and you know what happened? We had the best time. Mm. They're already rebooked. Wonderful folks. I mean, I I just like people. I want to promote the pagan writers because I think everybody else, you know, yeah, it's great. You're 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 on the New York Times bestseller list. We kind of have our own thing just like that, and it's fun. And we <laughs> should. And I love it. And you know, I love the writers, and I love the community, and I I especially love the folks coming up right now. Because they've got mm, ideas yeah. about the way, you know, some of them are like, well, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater as far as stuff like Buckland's Big Blue. But that's the world I come from is the Buckland's Big Blue folks, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, oh, it's yeah. like when I was growing up and I was becoming a, a new witch, we had seven or eight authors. And we were lucky if we could find mm. a book anywhere. This is pre-internet. Yeah. This is when the occult section in the library was a shelf. You know what I mean? It's very <laughs> hard to find stuff. Now yeah. you walk, I mean, now there's rows and rows of shit. You got it all. It's beautiful. It's online. You can buy books by the score within 10 minutes off of Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or whoever. And I think it's amazing. We've come so far with information. It's like, We've gone mm-hmm. to the opposite end of the spectrum. We went from no writers to you can't walk two feet without falling over one. It's kind of cool. So there's a lot of different methodologies and different practices out there now that we're getting to learn about. And I just, I love it. So I'm feeling really positive mm-hmm. about the future of, of, you know, books and witchcraft and, and paranormal. Because Llewellyn isn't just, mm-hmm. isn't just witchcraft. What else does Llewellyn publish oh we do we, we do have a um a strong category in witchcraft but be also you know as an ancillary to that um magic divination tarot and so you know in the metaphysical realm we have a few different things magical technique um there's a new book yeah. coming out from brandy williams on cord magic you know so there's all these you know fiber magic and there's like um you know, a lot of things that play into everyday life and how you can enhance it um, with a magical view, you know, like hermeticism, you know, where you just put intention into every single thing that you do and it imbues it with more power and more effectiveness. But um, the other um, categories we publish are, um, there's one that's actually a crossover, Magic from the Mat, um, that talks about a witch and how, um, you know, and who teaches yoga also and how to incorporate this wow. into your magical practice. And so that's a crossover there. We do have books that are, you know, straight up yoga, you know, just like the yoga lifestyle, yoga nidra. We have a book that just yeah. came out on that, which is relaxation and, and that kind of thing. And goodness knows we all need some of that. Um, you know, Hello. books on health and wellness, self-empowerment, you know, things yep. of that nature. But, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it varies per, per season. Like this season we have coming up, we have Thorn Mooney's new book, The Witch's Path. Um, Deborah Blake has a new book, um, The Eclectic Witch's Book of Shadows. Wishy Wisdom at your nice. fingertips. We're all going to want that. We have a book on Day of the yes. Dead coming out from Jaime Hirones. Yes. Jaime, wonderful awesome. stuff. Jaime. And then we were talking about, like, new voices. Yeah. <laughs> The new voices like um, Whiskey Stevens and her Rise of the Witch, Making Magic Happen Your Way. And, you know, love it. And um, so many, so many other ones. Um, Tess, White, Tess Whitehurst has her self-love superpower. We all want that. And then we have uh, yeah. Ayurveda. Uh-huh. 
healing herbs and oils yeah. and things of that nature. So we do ha- we do kind of have it all in a lot of ways. Wow! So, and so our is Llewellyn books like that you the mentioned. largest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are, is Llewellyn like the largest publisher of New Age um, paranormal and magical uh, works in the world? Because every time I think of a book, mm-hmm. I think of Llewellyn. Yeah, I mean, we really do have a have a long history. You know, when I started working with the company, I also started to notice again, like, how many moons do I have on myself? Like the books from from um, the older days, and so um, I would say uh-huh. that you know we're considered a, what what's called a mid level publisher as far as size goes. Um, we publish about. Uh-huh. Um, um, probably a little over uh, 145 books a year. Um, and we have three wow. seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Um, so we do, we do publish a lot of books. And not all books are, are publicity-driven. There'll be some that are like right. our reference works, that kind of thing, that are more sales and marketing. So it will give the information to the stores, and always, it's always available on, on you know, online sources and things like that, or our online catalog too. You can look through the catalog online. So depending, and you can search which different categories too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So right. that really helps a great deal. But um, we are um, probably um, the largest in regards to being privately owned. We haven't, you know, we're, um, we haven't been <laughs> been like the big four publishers, um, you know, buying each other up. It's like we've been privately owned, um, and we've been in existence for 125 years at this point. So, yeah. Wow. So it's, it's amazing. We start, uh, the company started with one book, The Moon Book, which, which we still publish to this day. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, cool. and it's just snowballed from there. So, Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've mm-hmm. got to ask yep. you, um, we were talking about, uh, some new authors. Uh, I've I've got a new mm-hmm. author coming on next week. Uh, Vincent Higginbotham, mm-hmm. How Witchcraft Saved yeah. My Life. Really mm-hmm. intelligent. You know, not necessarily a an instruction manual per se. It's part it's part methodology, but it's also part uh, biography, and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful book and it will it's it's beautiful and heartbreaking and life affirming and I mean I just I have to give a shout out because I was so impressed you know I'm amazed at some of the first writings that that folks Mm -hmm. are, are presenting these days some of these first books are just blowing me absolutely away and I, yeah. I just think we're so lucky to have this mix of gay, straight, trans, everybody. I mean, just everybody is throwing in and saying, I've got a voice, and I think you might want to mm-hmm. hear it. And I just love that. And I think it's so beautiful because there was a time when, you know, it was a couple of men, a handful of women, and no one said anything about anything else. It was like, here's how we do magic. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, and, knock you yourself know, out. Was, <laughs> yeah, it's like, here you go. You know, this is how we do it. You need to follow these instructions to a certain extent. And it was really, it wasn't inclusive, and it was very limiting. And I'm so happy to see authors come up with, well, you know, to make it inclusive, these are the adjustments we're making, or these are the ways we want to think about things now as opposed to the way we thought about them before. And I just hope that older folks like me, um, who don't necessarily get to talk to writers all the time, are more open. You know, I get, as an old gardenerian, I get a lot of shit. I'm just saying. Um, but, yeah. you know, I think... <laughs> The, the benefit of being an older person with a podcast is I get to learn shit from the new kids. 
And I love it. I think it's, oh, yeah. when I say new mm-hmm. kid, I'm almost 60, so I could be talking about a 40-year-old, 45, 46, y'all are still kids. I don't care. I'm just telling <laughs> you. I mean, but it's great. It's great to see, you know, witchcraft go beyond, you know, go beyond being mm-hmm. um, a very limiting pantheon that people used to subscribe to. And now it's, you know, things can breathe and change, you know, Um we don't mm-hmm. communicate the way we used to, therefore we should, you know, practicing witchcraft doesn't have to be the way it used to be either. Everything needs the chance yeah. to breathe and grow. But enough of me blathering. So tell me about some of the mistakes and pitfalls that people can avoid when they want to submit an idea. Because I know that there's a lot of, you know, when people hear a proposal, they're not even sure half the time what that means. Can you explain yeah. what a proposal for a book is and what that's about? Sure. I mean, and, 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 and just to kind of back up a little bit, um, you know, proposal, I mean, you really, if you're submitting to a publishing house, even, you know, an agent, of course, we, and with, at least with us is um, optional. A uh, proposal is really necessary if you want to get in front of the right people. And there's there's examples of it you can find online for book proposals and all that. But essentially what they need to have is um, you're going to talk about yourself within it and just in a little bio introduction and really like like why um, why you are the person to write this book. You know, it's like it's like what mm-hmm. um, what have you learned? What have you taught? And that kind of thing. Um, and also the book itself, it's, it's you know, a description of what it's going to be like. And one of the things that people need to do when they submit a book um, to us um, is to be open to developmental editing. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're putting in your description, you know, the bio, that kind of thing. Um, you're going to want to put in what other books will these people have on their shelves, the potential readers of this book. So these are titles, they're, they're called, um, you know, competitive titles, for lack of a better term, where they are going to be sure. sitting right next to your book on the shelf. Um, the other ones are going to be, you know, what other books are out there, complementary titles. What other books are, like, are out there that's like yours, and how is yours different? You know, so what new light are you going to bring to this particular topic? Um, one of the things that I think that, that people, the trap that people I think fall into in regards to writing is thinking that writing is natural, is that it just comes out <laughs> of you and it's perfect and that's the way it is. Writing is a skill. It's, a, it's an actual skill yeah. that you need to study. That's why, you know, English majors and that kind of thing, you know, go more naturally into writing because they've, they've learned the discipline of writing, how to make your point clear and salient, you know, all of those things there. If it's somebody who's a mm-hmm. new writer to us, including with, included with your proposal, and again, um, you can find those online, and I'm happy to, you know, if we, people want to email me, I can line up what you need on your proposal and supply you with a sample one. Um, nice. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the important thing is, too, is that you may be asked to include at least one to three chapters of your proposed book to see the writing. You know, if, it's, if you mm-hmm. haven't written a book with us before, you know, previous, obviously if you've written books with us before, we know, we know your writing style and that kind of thing. But if you're absolutely new to us, including the first three chapters is very helpful for us to get to know the voice of this person and how you write. Sure. So. And if you need mm-hmm. more help or less help, putting together a cohesive thought, I would think. So mm-hmm. what are some of the pitfalls that you find? What are some of the common mistakes that people make when they do submit a proposal? Um, I would say that they, um, um, it's important to really through what your idea is. Um, and it's like mm-hmm. be focused and very clear about what you're writing about and who it's for. Um, and that's why it's like, you know, your readers, you know, your, who are your readers? You know, they're going to be, are they male and female? Are they, are they non, you know, it's like really who is the reader that's going to be picking up your book? Is it for everybody? That's great. 
Um, but it's a good idea to understand who it is the book is meant for or you believe it's meant for. It may be different, you know, maybe more people, maybe less people. Um, it's, it's also good to look around and see what we're missing, you know, what people are talking about, what yeah. they're hungry for, what they want to learn about, and, and find those things for them. Say, here, I've, I've been hearing that people are very interested in this. And I'm interested in this, too, and I researched this, and I wrote this book on this particular thing. So it's, wow. um, you know, and a, kind of a, it's, it's funny because it's like you'll hear me hesitating because I'm looking for really nice, supportive ways to say things. But um, I'll just be blunt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really yeah. is like your idea may not be something that other people are interested in. I mean, it's, it's like, right. you know, talk about your topic, you know, explore your ideas with other people. Other people are not going to steal your book idea or they're not going to teach things the way that you would. So, you know, definitely go right. out there and, and communicate with people, see what other people are doing, read the most recent books, you know, listen to podcasts like to know who's out there doing things. Um, it's important not yeah. to get too insular. You know, you just kind of isolate yourself and just dig into your topic because nobody nobody may be interested in it. Find out if they are. That's a good point. Yeah, I, yeah. I think sometimes mm-hmm. is that, you know, do you ever find that there's too many of one particular uh, position on a topic? Like, do you find sometimes that you have, multiple, multiple, multiple writers who are all hitting the same target at once, and is that a problem? Well, it, it can be because what we're going to do is we're, you know, say if we have, like, a few proposals pretty much on the same topic and all that, like, which is the one that is the most cogent? Which is the one that's going to reach, you know, that's going to reach more people and, and mm-hmm. have more people resonate with that particular way that it's is presented in the way that it's written because there's not going to be um, you know, like sure we publish um, a bunch of witch books all the time but they're all different they're all different right. they all address things a different way um, and yeah. it's, it's, if we've just published a book on a particular topic we're not going to be in a hurry to publish another one right away so say oh I saw that you published this book and like well yeah we pub- we published this book so we need something different. Um, you know, so like, you know, take that and maybe run with it. If people love that topic, perhaps an expansion on that, that, that idea would be welcome later. You know, so, so it's important to get out there and see what people are doing, talk to people, you know, be out in the community and, um, and see what people are teaching and offering and what, and what you can do to fill in the perceived gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it, now that, now that, um, certain restrictions are being lifted and um, yes. people are going to be able to be social again. Uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's going to make that easier. It seemed like during the pandemic, there were a lot of folks who had had an idea that they finally mm-hmm. pulled the trigger on because they had time. So yeah. I, I, did you find that you discovered a lot of great new writers during the pandemic? Yeah, well, I have to say it's like usually, you know, we'll have our schedule written in like like at this point in time where we're just about to go into fall, we already have, you know, winter 2022 planned out, and that's going to be from January to April. So we'll have, we, wow. in the, during the pandemic, we'll have people who um, were completing a book, you know, their books came out and, you know, we had the publicity as, as best we could at that time. Um and, but I extended that time for those books. I've just kind of like taken the books that came during the pandemic and then just gave them opportunities later. It makes me busier, you know, but it's really um, important to support the authors and, and the gift of their ideas that they've published with us. Um, right. Yeah, we did, I did talk with, I've talked with several authors who say that I was working on this other book at the same time that I was able to finish my one project and start on the other one <laughs> and turn them in early. So we did get some early, um, you know, books sent in a little bit early, which is great for us, you know. Sure. 
do you find that mm-hmm. it's, do you find that it's easy to I mean how often do you have to reject a writer? What's that like? I I would say that there's different reasons to I mean the thing is is that it's 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 not the rejection of the writer themselves. It's it's saying that this topic may not be for us as a publisher. It may not you know uh-huh. be for because you know, we don't we used to publish fiction a long time ago and we don't publish fiction now. So, you know, right. so it's not a matter of rejecting the author, it's just that we we don't have a place for that particular book in what we offer. So, right. you know, maybe something right. that we've already published or, you know, things of that nature. Conversely, if there's a right. person who has published a book that they self published a book that's that's done pretty well, we're, we can if they own the rights, we we can consider that book too. So there's a lot of ways you can get into um, into talking with us about a proposed project. Remember, 145 wow. books a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know that's a lot. Fall is the I biggest mean, one. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Is it is it problematic when someone doesn't sell as much as you anticipate that they will? Is that something that happens very often? Um, I would say, I would say. Yes, and there could be a variety of different reasons. We do, when we, um, you know, put together the book's information on our system, we do have a projection of what the first year's sales will be. And that will also determine mm-hmm. what our first print run, because we'll, we'll print fewer books, like, you know, a couple thousand, and then, you know, do print runs all the way along so we don't get, we don't have an, a glut of stock. That's something that we do out of habit. Sure. Um, so we don't usually uh-huh. get, you know, holding the bag, um, if and up not having a book sell well, I mean, we can also offer the um, existing stock to the author and um, revert their rights also. So, you know, there's a lot of different oh. ways to do that. Or it's just, it could be that, you know, right then it's something has a slow start and then it picks up later on. And that's part of what, you know, getting authors onto podcasts, radio interviews, things of that nature um, to get them out there so people yeah. can hear their ideas and know that they have a book. Yeah, but, um, I, I've talked yeah. to some. I talked. I've talked to some authors offline who are like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I I'm not really into doing podcasts." And I'm like, "Is it me? Is it something I said?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> I just like to write and move on. I don't really. I'm not comfortable like speaking in front of, you know." people some folks just like to write yeah. and be done with it it's not and i'm not talking about llewellyn authors necessarily mm-hmm. because i talked to all kinds of authors yeah. but there have been right there have been some folks that i'm like well you know you ought to come on the show and they're like no thank you and then their spouse will be like they'll be there i'm like oh okay. yeah Fine. yeah and, <laughs> I've, and had, actually I've had more than one person yeah, I've had more than one person get strong-armed into coming onto my show, and I'm not the one who's strong-arming them, just so you know. <laughs> yes, no, I get it. And and I have to say that if if someone comes, it, you can't afford to have that point of view. You just can't. When you, mm-hmm. um, when you propose a book idea, you also have to, sh- have to show um, – do you have any connections to the media? Have you have you spoken publicly? Do you teach your ideas on a regular basis? It's important to have a platform and be someone who's willing to put yourself out there. Otherwise, your book and will be less willing to pick up somebody who just says, "I want to, I want to just like sit in my room and and write." I'm like, well, then that book is not going to sell because nobody's going to know about it, and you and you may as well self-publish at that point. And it's just it. It's just like sentencing wow. your book to doom, really. It's just like if you're not willing to mm-hmm. partner with your publisher to promote the book, then it's um, what's your object in writing? If you just want to write for yourself, you can just have a shelf full of journals, you know, leave them to your students later. Exactly. But, you know, because yes. we pay for the, we pay for the uh-huh. books to be published. So we put our money and our yeah. effort and our, and our, you know, staff and everything else, you know, into this book, we really need an author to partner with us to help sell it. It's just, that's just how it is nowadays, you know? 
I I agree, and I've and I've had folks mm-hmm. on the show who are like a little bit nervous and don't mm-hmm. really know how to promote themselves. So I'm like, you know, well, let me ask you this, you know, because I've got, t- you know, I could talk all day. That's what I do. I'm a mouth, you know. I talk mm-hmm. for a living in my day job. I talk to, I talk for a living in my private life, you know, doing this job. I mean, I I mm-hmm. like it. I like getting people to laugh and get out of their shell and maybe forget about the shit that's bothering them for a little while and put them on another mm-hmm. topic, something that might interest them or give them a new way of looking at things. So, yeah, I mean, I love it when somebody says, you're my first interview. I always find that, like, such an honor and extremely exciting because it's like, well, we're going to find out who you are publicly together. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, and, and, so and everybody who's been on your show job. has loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very yeah. sweet. I, and they're all, I mean, pagans and and practitioners and witches and whomever, whatever, are have been so mm-hmm. lovely. Like, everyone who's come on has been you know, happy and fun and appreciative. There are, what you know, like I said, I, I interview people from all over the map, so it's kind of like there are folks I run into who are like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm like, don't worry, I'll take you there, and we have a really great time. <laughs> so yeah. it's fun. I, 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 I have a blast. I, I keep telling people I'm super friendly. I know I have an attitude politically, but I'm so fucking nice. Come on this show, oh, yeah. hang out with me. It's good. Seriously, it's going to be a good time. We're going to promote the shit out of you. And if you don't hate me by the end of the show, you can come back. <laughs> come back on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's, you that's know what? True. I, that's true. I'm very, I'm very lucky because I have never had someone not come back on that I wanted back mm-hmm. on. I've been really, really lucky. And I know it's a symbiotic relationship. They need to be on. And I need to have them on. It makes me feel good. And it makes them happy when they get to introduce their books and their ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think new ideas are the only thing that are keeping us alive right now because oh, things are yes. still kind of crazy out there, y'all. Things are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we still need to hang mm-hmm. together and protect each other. So. I love what I do. And because of Llewellyn and because of you specifically, Kat, I'm so appreciative that I get to meet these folks and and get to read these amazing pieces of work because Llewellyn is just, y'all are turning out the quality product. I'm just saying. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm astounded at what our fall list looks like, you know, and all the way through, you Uh know, spring, summer. It's like, is it, it's June almost. (laughs) Like wow, yep. wow! This 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 year has flown, but yeah, we have wonderful things coming out, and I'm sending you a big old package of stuff upcoming. But but yeah, everybody who's been on your yeah. show has been very comfortable with it, and and I am part of the re, part of the way that I work with people too. It's like um, this next month in June, I'm going to be um, contacting my the people with books coming out in September, and and part of it is to say, mm-hmm. how can I help you to um, to work with us to be successful. You know, what can I do? What, mm-hmm. I'll, what information can I give you? What knowledge can I give you? What kind of support? You know, like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about making this this, pl- this place that you are right now as a new author a place of fun and joy, you know? <laughs> it's like you've done the hard work already. Let's, let's get out there and, and meet your community and talk with them and present your ideas. So... You know, yeah, that, and that's, that's I'm so excited. That's kind of what I do. And oh, and it's wonderful. I mean, and, you know, you actually go to live events, and now that, you know, certain restrictions are starting to lift, it looks like we're all going to be able to travel again. What do you think of that? Oh, my gosh. And and hug till it's awkward. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hug till it's uncomfortable, yeah. bitches. I'm just saying. Yes, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll be together at Mystic South. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, we're waiting so, for word um, on Mystic South 2022. It hasn't been made mm-hmm. official yet. We're very hopeful. 
and I am waiting for the word. I am waiting for the word so we can start promoting it. I've not been given the high sign yet. I am still waiting, mm-hmm. but, yeah, as soon as they pull the trigger, I will be talking about it nonstop, pestering everyone who listens to this show to get their reservations <laughs> together for it. Once I get that information, I will be passing it along. At the moment, I am just fingers crossing it and waiting. But, yeah. So, yes. fantastic yes. thing that happened during the pandemic was Llewellyn Con. Mm. Uh, the very first one happened not that long ago, and it was a really great time. I got to see people from uh, not only other states but other countries, Um Mm-hmm. You know, on on you know the it was a, a a live live stream, and it was fantastic. So my understanding is, there's another one coming up, like next week or a week and a half from now. Tell folks about yeah, the I think it's a, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be coming it's, up. And it's, it's June 10th. It's, it's June 10th mm-hmm. through 13. June 19th. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. it. Here. And tell tell folks about who's going to be there and what it is for those who missed the first one. Give the folks the uh, information. Oh. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> weirdly enough, it's not an event that I work on as much as the other ones. But um, with this one, it's, it, we're going to have probably, I think, um, at least five authors a day. And if you go to the Llewellyn wow. Con site, it's gonna it's gonna have the whole schedule out there and tell you how to how to log in. It's free of charge. This is a, an amazing amazing event. You'll get to see teachers from all over um, all over the country and some internationally speaking about their books. Yep. And so yeah, it's gonna be an amazing amazing situation. Um, we're having, um, if I remember correctly, we're having about forty authors. So wow, <laughs> wow! I know it's gonna be it's gonna be anywhere from like six to ten per day. Um, so it depends on what the schedule Ooh. looks like. But um, some of the people who are going to be on there, of course, are going to be um, you know Deborah Blake, Thorn Mooney. Um, let's see who else am I gonna put on here? Byron Ballard. Here. Byron yes. Ballard, Tess yes. Whitehurst, I think, is gonna be on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you've got some heavy hitters happening. Here. you got Jason Manthey's going to be talking about his new book. Um, yeah, the we've got God, a lot of which people. Just arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, here we I've go. I've been hearing here we about go. it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tempest, Laura Tempest-Zakroff will be on there. Um, let's see, Brandon Weston's going to be talking about his, his um, Ozark, um, Ozark Magic, which is amazing. Benny's going to be on there, your 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 new crush, um, <laughs> talking about how witchcraft <laughs> saved my life. And it's, yeah, yep. he, his book is amazing, really amazing. So it is. there's Byron. Stephen Skinner is going to join us for this one, too. And um, he lives over in the Far East, and so he doesn't really teach all that often. So And he's, he's riveting. So really do make some time to, do, to see him. Um, we have Deborah, mm-hmm. the lovely and talented Deborah Blake. We're excited about that. Love her. Um, going to be doing um, it's Kabbalah for witches, which is really in his um, and his talk mm-hmm. is going to be um, an introduction to the Tree of Life. And so um, there's yeah. only been one other book like that that from long time ago. Um, I think it's like the Witches Kabbalah or something. But this is going to be a fresh uh-huh. new take on that, and we're really excited about about what he's writing about. Let's see. And I'm looking on here. Angela Wicks wrote here. Her new book is going to be The Secret Psychic, and she's actually one of our acquisitions editors, too, for our health and wellness. Um, Heather Green, who has also joined us here, she's going to be talking about um, modern witchcraft influence um, by American movies. Her book is coming out in, I believe it's September or October. I don't have it in front of me. Um, But it's called Lights, Camera, Witchcraft, and it talks about the influence of the witch in in the on the small screen and on the big screen, the big silver screen. Awesome. So television and film, awesome. it's fascinating. It is fascinating. So that's going to yeah. be a great talk too. Yep, J.D. Walker and uh, Stephanie Rose Bird. 
she um, does books on hoodoo and and stick stones awesome. and bones is one of her books. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be an amazing uh-huh. thing. So definitely go to our website, and they'll have a big banner on there. Click on that, and we'll show you the whole schedule. Yeah, and you can so, reserve yes. your spot. Get on there. Mm-hmm. I did exactly. this morning. I'm reserved in. I'm mm-hmm. ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. The first mm-hmm. Llewellyn Con saved me at work. I listened to it all day for the entire for the entire series. It was a number of days. It was really great. Fantastic. It was so much fun to like virtually meet these authors and and you know hear their voices and you know there's something so different about hearing an author talk about what they've written in their own words, in their own voice, and you get to hear that intention. And it's it's really, it's riveting. It can be really riveting. And I just think Llewellyn Con 2, The Return, is going to be as fantastic as the first one. Because the first one was awesome. It was one of the things <laughs> so exciting. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have to go to Canada to hear this person, and I don't have to go to... Uh, Wales to hear this other person and it was so mm-hmm. it was fantastic because you know the amazing Christopher Hughes did the first one oh and oh my gosh it was just yeah. I know right just too much too much I fell in love I fell mm-hmm. in love I was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. oh I fall in love easily um, we all know but it's, it's yeah just what it is well <laughs> there are far worse things and, and Chris's new book is on cured ones it just came out Yep. So, um, yes, yep. obviously you'll be getting a copy of that, too. I think I already sent that to you. I might have. You did send so I have to just take a look. To say, mm-hmm. by the way, okay. you sent that to me already. Mm-hmm. I have it on the shelf, and I, it's one <laughs> of the books I have to dig into. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Llewellyn has really some of the greatest, and no shade against anyone else I work with. But, uh, listen, I'm here to promote you all, too. So come on and talk to me. But, yes, I mean, you know, it's been such a joy to work with Llewellyn's authors and have them on and just, you know, exchange ideas and and hear new ways of thinking about things. Because, you know, a lot of folks are like, well, certain aspects of certain practices are so stuck in the 60s and 70s, you know, they seem archaic at this point. But like anything else, if you breathe new life into it and you update it for them, I mean, we don't eat the way we used to. Yeah. We don't dress the way we used to. Why should we practice the craft the way we used to? Or anything else for that, any mm-hmm. any chosen path, you know, there's new ways to look at things. So I encourage folks to, like, open your mind about whatever your practice currently is and maybe incorporate something new or if there was something that made you uncomfortable about what you learned about it, you know, there's folks doing things in different ways now. There's there's different options, and it's cool, and it's more inclusive, and it should be more inclusive. You know, a lot of the things mm-hmm. that we, we know about now, we didn't know about in the 60s and 70s. So writers didn't include certain folks because they didn't know certain folks were out there or it was too hush or, you know, the world was scary at one point, you know. I mean, it's still scary, mm-hmm. but different things are scary now. But I won't go into all that right now. But I'm just saying the world yeah. changes, practices, and, and thoughts about certain practices can be updated too. So there's always that yep. thing. So, Kat, while I still have you, because we are, we are mm-hmm. down to seven minutes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Tell, yeah, that, it's a fast hour around here. Tell folks. Yeah. Um, where they can find you if they have any questions and how they can reach out. Okay. Well, um, one thing I think I'd forgotten to mention that we are actually looking for someone to work with me. Um, And so this person would be in the publicity department, um, but it's, it's someone who can come from a background of communications, you know, that kind of thing. Sales is good. You know, just be someone who's a people person. You know, that's, that's really what it is. Like anything else I can teach you. Um, and it's the right. position is not going to be remote. It's going to be here in, in um, greater St. Paul. 
in um, the Twin Cities area. So if you're interested and you are in the area or you're willing to move, <laughs> you know, that's right. what we have going on. Um, if you want to reach me for any reason, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm K-A-T-H, uh, K-A-T-N at Llewellyn.com, L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N.com. <laughs> that's awesome. Are you offering yes. any classes um, right now and or and anything you can uh, tell us about that's coming up aside from LlewellynCon? Um, Is there anything you're teaching or what have you got going on? Oh, what have I got going on? I'm just a busy lady. We have 40 titles coming out in um, in fall. So <laughs> I am working, working it, working it. But, um, yep, so yeah. – so uh, no, nothing, nothing uh, in addition to the day gig. But we got you know a lot of stuff, really fun stuff going on. There's virtual presentations that I'm booking with with stores. So if there's any store owners out there who would like to host an author talk, definitely get with me. Um, if you have your own oh, podcast, okay. like the lovely and talented Raina, you know, get a hold Thank of you. me and we'll see if we can get you some fun stuff booked. And um, otherwise, yeah, yep. Drop me a line if you have any questions or if you would like to submit an idea to us for a book, we'd love to hear it. So I've got to ask you, is there something writer-wise or, or topic-wise that you guys have been looking for that you just haven't found someone addressed yet? Not that I can think of. We do have people ask us about um, – you know, children's books for pagans, but children's is actually a whole category of its own, and it's and it's we're uh-huh. at this point in time we're not going to be starting a whole new category. Um, so, you know, if people ha- people have a passion for presenting paganism to children. You know, there's that's something that people are looking for. Um, otherwise, for us, it's really um, different ways that people express and enrich the magical experience right that's a little bit different mm-hmm. it could be yeah. dance it could be music you know a lot of different things um that we can bring to other people like nobody be interested in this particular thing not necessarily so there's a lot of art right. forms out there that can be used magically you know that kind of stuff so you know get creative cool. you know and also talk to other wow. people talk to your local stores and say what are people looking for you know what are people asking about you know, we'd always want to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been I getting that. a lot of people talking to me lately about ancestor healing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess during the pandemic, there was a lot of time for self-reflection and a lot of digging into the past because people actually have mm-hmm. the time to do it. So I'm finding shadow work has been the buzz this year. Um, and ancestral mm-hmm. healing has been the buzz this year, and it seems yep. like you guys are presenting it every chance you get. We've, we're getting new information mm-hmm. from new authors. It's been fantastic. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think things are going to pick up steam business-wise, writing-wise. I'm seeing it all. I'm seeing it all. So I, I mm-hmm. hope. You you know you guys have you guys seem to have a lot of great projections happening and and you've got a lot of great authors on the line and it's I just so appreciative that you actually came and hang out hung out with me for an hour I yeah. I, I feel honored I have to say <laughs> I know you don't do these often but you know I mean we're we're like less than sixty seconds out but Kat I just wanted to thank you so much for spending this time with me. I have had a blast. I hope I can get you to come back on soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I can, if I can contribute at all to the conversation, let me know. And you can also take people asking questions if they have publishing questions. Um, maybe they can send them to you. You can set up a show where I answer them. That's a great idea. Uh-oh. Guys, get on the Desperate <laughs> Witches page. Send me an, send me a, a, a DM. Ask me the questions for the publisher. I'll be happy to present them, and we'll have Kat back on, and we'll hit up your questions. That's a great idea. Kat, now, thank you so much again. It has been a great hour. I have loved spending it with you. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's been it's been really fun. Really fun. <laughs> so right. yes, I welcome. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're coming back. I she doesn't know it yet, but yeah, I already have plans for her. Anyway, folks, have a, have a great Memorial Day. Have fun with your family if that's at all possible. It's not with mine. It could be with yours. I'll be back on Thursday with the 415, Friday with Callison, and next Saturday I've got an hour with Vincent Higginbotham. You're going to love it. He's amazing. It's a great book, How Witchcraft Saved My Life. Until then, blessed be everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.